Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly. Put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is indeed Solutions Radio, and it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday. First hour, I've got a lot of news the networks refuse to use. Second hour, the good doctor, Scott Bradley, joins me. Tomorrow on the broadcast, as you know, Liberty Roundtable Live is indeed two hours a day, six days a week, round-the-clock coverage of news, except for on the Sabbath, of course, we take a rest, as the good Lord asked us to do. Uh, but other than that, hey, tomorrow we got Chris Carlson on. We're going to be breaking down the book, the This Nation Shall Endure, uh, from the former Secretary of Agriculture, Ezra Taft Benson. We're going to break that book down in detail, a book review with a lot of thoughts and commentary from Sam and Chris and a whole lot more. So that's coming up tomorrow. Of course, then on Monday, you got Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org and the good doctor back in the house once again. So that's going on. Quick recap of yesterday's show makes sense right now. We had our guest on, Mr. Brian Rust. And over the past 50 years, Brian and family have been educating people on precious metals, encouraging people to take control of your metals. Rustquinnandgift.com is where you can learn more. You have a friend in the coin business, if you will. We also had on Kelly Finnegan, his buddy. My buddy, senior chemist, joins us on air as well. And we talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about where gold is, silver is. Uh, the number's not changing much, but they continue to manipulate the price of gold and silver. We talked about this Texas school shooter quite a bit. Salvador Ramos posted online uh, about his Facebook. Or, uh, he posted online on Facebook, I should say, about his attack before he committed the crimes. Officers responding to the scene shot Ramos dead. Um, the problem is it's recorded as the second deadliest school shooting in the United States. Uh, he also purchased his guns legally at a gun store. They know this guy was mental. His friends say that he was deteriorating and getting more violent. He had all kinds of posts on the Internet. But ladies and gentlemen, let me just be very blunt with you. There's several problems. All they want to do is push for more gun control. Wrongly so. There's several problems with this scenario. Salvador Ramos had an absent father. Really an absent mother too, mother on drugs. Had to live with his grandma who he shot. Violent video gamer. Yeah, the pattern's starting to build itself, huh? No mom and dad in the home. Nobody pointing, him to, nobody pointing him to God. No God, no family virtually. Avid, violent gamer training him how to kill. Victim of bullying at government schools, just bullying everywhere. So now you've got a bullied, violent gamer with no family, no support at all. Obsessed loner. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's a predictable pattern. And that predictable pattern continues. Okay? That's what I have to say about this shooter. It's a serious, serious tragedy, folks. Right? It's a sad tale. But I'm telling you, you can predict it, can't you? You say, no, you can't, Sam. Everybody that's got that situation doesn't go postal. Oh, that's a term video games use, huh? Yeah, that's my point. No, it's true. Everybody won't go postal. But a significant number of people do. And the pattern is the same every time, it seems. Right? You get a loner, has trouble with relationships, especially with the opposite sex. You know, boy can't find girl. The girls don't treat him right, so he's offended, hates women, whatever. Loner, doesn't have a mom and a dad that love him. A broken down family. Nobody pointing him to God. No one teaching him that his father in heaven loves him. No tire ties to these things that matter. But then mental deterioration. You see it. Everybody knows it. Quits his job. Buys guns. Why do we have these background checks if they don't do any good? He bought his guns legally. So the background check didn't, you know, bring up anything. Everybody knows he's getting more violent. He's buying guns. He's dressing in black. He's making threats online. So you got an online dossier. You got a background check. None of that makes any difference, right? Now it turns out that Ramos literally fired outside of the school for 12 minutes. Okay, he killed his grandma, then reported on it online. Then he goes to the government school outside by a funeral home. And then he starts shooting for 12 long minutes. But then he got inside. He was challenged by no one. There was no armed school officer. The, the uh, Uvalde shooter entered without a challenge. There was no gunman there. There was no good guy with a gun to stop the bad guy. There was no armed police or peace officer, whatever you want to say, school officer there at all he went through an unlocked door so he was outside for 12 minutes then he went in unchallenged then they supposedly uh restricted him to a classroom and then he barricaded himself but while he was in that classroom for an hour he literally murdered all the students in the classroom with him there was a student that was told by the police officers hey call if you need help so a student called out and then that student got shot because the gunman killed the student I don't mean to be critical of law enforcement here, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't know what's going on when somebody can fire outside of a school for 12 minutes and then go into a school unchallenged through an unlocked door, nobody there at all. And then the cops don't go in. The parents are literally outside rioting going, we need to go in ourselves if the cops won't go in. The cops claim, hey, if we're not careful, we go in that door, we'll get shot. Uh, Then the criminal will take our ammunition and our guns and make things a whole of a lot worse. So I appreciate the caution to some degree. But my question is, there's two sides to this discussion. Why was he allowed in the first place to literally get more and more and more mental? And everybody knew it around him. Even his friends said so. Post all this stuff online. What are the back, What good are the background checks then? Right? What good are the red flag laws then? Now, I don't defend background checks or red flag laws in the first place. I'm just telling you, none of that did any good. He bought his guns. 
getting darker, online posting. You got this online dossier where they monitor everything you say. If I say that, hey, COVID's evil and more people are dying from COVID vaccinations in Israel than from the COVID in the elderly population, because that's been reported in LifeSite News and other Israeli news sources, then Twitter decides to take me down. I'm not allowed to say that. But this guy's literally allowed to go on Facebook and other social media and create threats and violence and everything else, and no one's on the scene? No one knows about it? There's no reporting mechanism in place whatsoever? How do I get flagged and shut down, but this guy can go run around no problem at all? Right? And then he's literally outside for 12 long minutes shooting? When you're outside of a government school and you're shooting for 12 minutes and no one does anything to stop you, and then you go into a school unchallenged, no locked doors, no trained officer, nobody to stop the guy, then he gets in there, and then the cops literally, just like some of these other shootings in Florida and other places, for minutes upon minutes, nobody challenges him, nobody goes in. The cops are literally um, hiding out. You can say, well, they contained it, Sam. It could have been much worse. You're right. It could have been much worse. And I'm grateful for the containment that we had to some degree. But let me be very clear. Why on earth do we have unlocked doors in the first place? Why do we have uh, cops that are unwilling to go in and challenge the shooter? Well, Sam, because they didn't have the equipment. They were outmanned, outgunned. By an 18-year-old mentally ill video gamer guy? You're telling me the cops in America are outgunned by a single teenager, mentally ill patient, who's a video gamer who goes berserk with a gun? Did he have tremendous training? What What are we talking about here? Well, Sam, the classroom wasn't the best place. We couldn't get, I understand. Why did we let him get into the classroom in the first place? How did he get into the school? See, we have nothing in place after all these shootings. On one hand, they run around and tell you how many shootings we have in America. Dozens upon dozens, their reporting is flawed, but that's a whole other topic. All I'm telling you is, and now we act like not only were we not prepared at all, we were afraid to go in, we didn't have the equipment to go in. Either way, a single 18-year-old mentally ill patient's literally able to go ballistic for over an hour in a school in America today, and we could do nothing to stop him. Nobody's willing to challenge him. We didn't even have anybody to engage the shooter outside for 12 minutes, much less going inside unchallenged and then controlling a classroom for an hour. Folks, we need more good guys with guns. The problem in our in our society is, you know, they want you to believe we need more gun control. That's what we got to have less guns in our society, less good guys with guns. That ought to solve it. The disconnect in America is amazing that we're even discussing this like we are. But I'm telling you what we need is the average American to start packing. So when a psycho like that goes ballistic outside for 12 minutes, somebody stops that criminal. So that they never go into the school into the first place. Furthermore, we should have had locked doors. A young man that's got a gun could never be allowed to just walk into a school unchallenged. How come none of the teachers or the administration was armed? All right, he entered through an unlocked door. No armed school officer in sight. He fired outside for 12 minutes before he got in. The problem, the problems are with our response. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power, the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so I was talking on the break to Cameron, our producer, and we were talking about this idea that, look, there's only a couple of days left in school. School was almost out for the summer, right? How did this guy know to just, before the end of school, to go ballistic? Did it just work out the way coincidentally? What about the idea that this guy found an unlocked door? Was it the only unlocked door at the school or, the, or, or all of them unlocked and unguarded? And if it was the only one that was unlocked, how did he know that it would be unlocked? Or if all of them were unlocked, you're telling me we have schools in America now where all the doors are unlocked and there's nobody at the helm, nobody watching, nobody. It, what? How can this happen time after time after time in America? And every time all they say is we got to stop the good guys with guns. Wait a minute, a good guy with a gun is how we stopped the thug in the first place. He was in there over an hour, and a good guy with a gun, the cops wouldn't go in. Finally, from what I understand, a Border Patrol agent went in, almost on a suicide mission, saying, hey, even if I get taken out, hopefully I can stop this guy. What the heck is going on? Fired outside of the school for 12 minutes, went in unchallenged, there for over an hour, murdered all the students in the contained classroom, while the cops are doing what? Going, we don't have the equipment? Going, we can't defend this position? All right, this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We need more good guys with guns. That's the hashtag. More good guys with guns. More good gun guys. Right? 
now Mitch McConnell, whacked out, crazy, psychotic from Kentucky Mitch, as Democrat as the Republicans can put forth. You heard me. The Republicans always put forth key Democrats in Republican positions, don't they? I don't know why, but now whacked out, crazy Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, minority leader, whatever, urges the GOP to work with Democrats on gun control legislation. See the pattern? The pattern is Republicans and Democrats let a shooting happen. When it happens, then they just push to take more guns from the good guys as if that ought to help. Ladies and gentlemen, they are psychotic. Okay, it makes no sense. More good guy guns. More guns from the moral majority. Okay, I don't know why on earth this happened. When, when I say I don't know why, I do know why. I don't know why we let it happen is I guess what I'm saying. I know why it happened. Because a young man in America grew up without God, family, and country. And he grew up with everything else wrong. Violent video games and everything else in his life that turned into a loner full of hate. Why? Because of the persecution we heaped upon him in government schools. Ridiculing him, mocking him, bullying him. And then we train him to shoot. And then he goes and buys a gun and goes crazy with it. Well, maybe if he had a little bit more God in his life. No one's mentioning that but me, right? Maybe if he had a little more family in his life. His mom and dad were simply missing in action. MIA parents. Okay, no country. He wasn't tied to America, the beautiful America, the great. To him, America was a persecution. Yeah, he was persecuted. He was mocked. He was shamed for his lisp and his stutter. And they mocked him and ridiculed him in your government schools. The 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. No God there either. So he has no God family and country. He has everything teaching him violence and hatred and, and defense mechanisms. Then whether he was on psychotropic drugs, nobody's answering that. Whether he had a mental health counselor, nobody's answering that. But do you see the pattern, ladies and gentlemen? The pattern's so clear. All the false flag, or all the red flag um, background check, none of that made a difference. Never mind that he had posted over and over and over. And you could see him getting darker and darker, says everyone around him. And then what does Mitch do? Whacked out Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. He's like, hey, let's work with the Democrats on more gun control. Let's take more guns from the good guys. That ought to help. How idiotic can you be, Mitch? I I don't mean to be rude, but how mentally ill can you be? The answer is more good guys with guns. Look, the good guy that actually killed the thug? What if he would have been there instead of an hour later, plus 12 minutes outside? What if he was there before he went into the school? Within 12 minutes, not within an hour and 12 minutes. And the good guy stopped the bad guy with a gun. Might that have helped? See, we can't even have appropriate discussion, dialogue, and debate on this in America. I bring this up and they say, oh, Sam, you're a whacked out domestic terrorist. We're going to marginalize you. You're peddling misinformation. Shut Sam down. And then Mitch is like, hey, let's work with the Democrats on taking away guns from the good guys. That ought to fix it. Sam says, wait a minute, you got to talk about God, family, country. They say, you're crazy, forget you. Let's talk about how to take more guns from the good guys so the bad guys can just run around. Maybe if we have less guns in the hands of good guys, it could have taken two hours of abuse instead of one hour before the gunman was stopped. Maybe if we have really no guns in America, the guy could sit there for days. Do you see how psychotic the notion even is? But we can't even have an intelligent dialogue. 
a discussion. All the nighttime whacked out TV hosts are all wringing their hands in consternation. They don't know what to do about it. I'll tell you what you do about it, folks. You teach people about God, family, and country. You teach people that there is a God in heaven, your father, who loves you. And even if you have an absent father and an absent mother in life, uh, God loves you. There are members of the church around who love you. There are good neighbors and good people who love you. We need to stop the persecutions, stop the mocking, stop the bullying that goes on to student after student after student in the, I can make this point, completely unmonitored government school. You don't tell me they're monitored, folks, because they're not. You want the proof? Yeah, young man kills, 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 kills. For an hour and 12 minutes, he's shooting before anybody even really attempts to stop him, right? Okay, we've got to get a handle on the reality of our society. You cannot bully people, educate them in violent video games, take away everything that should anchor someone's soul, God, family, and country, and then expect it to go well. You cannot expect that. It's obvious why it went wrong. The only thing I don't understand is why we haven't put things in place to stop these kind of things yet. When it happens time and time and time again, every six months, every three months, every year, every two years, whatever it be, depending on how mass scale you want to discuss, we have this happen again. And then what do we say? Oh, my gosh. Take away guns from the good guys. Poor guy went ballistic and crazy. What we need is more mental health control counselors uh, to help you and get more people on psychotropic drugs and counseling. And that ought to fix it. And. You're going down all the wrong paths, people. Pardon the, uh, the, the country song. You're looking for love in all. I repeat all. I say it one more time. All the wrong places. But then I bring this up and people are like, oh, man, you can't be talking about God. They took prayer out of schools. Maybe if prayer was in schools, the guy actually might have been able to pray to his father in heaven and receive some peace and comfort. Did you know that? God promises us if we turn to him, he'll protect us and defend us. We'll have some modicum of of comfort and strength and courage from those actions remember how i talked about faith and courage the other day and hope those things matter but we've taken that all away right and we wonder when it goes off the rail how it's so wrong how it's so melted down so anyway wow 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 mitch urges the Republicans to work with the Democrats on gun control. Mitch, I cannot believe you. You want to know what I would work on if it were me? I'd work on making sure that we point people to God, family, and country. I'd work on on doing our very best when we have misfits in our society, people who don't seem to uh, gel well, that we reach out with a kind hand, with a little love. What if a student was taught you know, this poor gentleman isn't doing well. Maybe you sit down at lunch with him. Maybe if a couple of guys and a couple of girls in a, in a group setting could have invited him to their table for lunch. Now you say, Sam, he has already graduated. I know, but he had four years of the government school. He literally was in government school for probably 13 years with complete drug-addicted mom, absent dad, whatever, n- no direction, no. But what if some students had reached out to him in a kind way and said, you know, buddy, come here. Hang with us. And yes, he's a little bit odd, and yes, he, but we could be kind and say he's still a, a brother or a sister, a son or daughter of God Almighty. And we could treat him with respect and dignity. And do you think he would have gone ballistic if those, that had happened throughout the years, even once or twice or a few times? 
I don't know for sure. I can't say for sure, but the likelihood would be significantly re- reduced. And now Mitch wants us to work with the Democrats on gun control. The only gun control we should have, sir, is to get you completely out of office so you don't abuse us even further. The last thing we need is less good guys with guns, Mitch. Come on now. All right. Elder David A. Bednar. He's an apostle with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Spoke on a variety of church topics as he gave a speech at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Did you hear about this? He gave an incredible speech. He even talked about the gun issue. I agree with him completely. I'll tell you the details in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Ukraine dominated the official and unofficial agendas at Davos, the World Economic Forum taking place in Switzerland, with over 2,000 financial experts. A darkening global economic outlook was the number one talking point this week. Eurozone inflation hit a six-consecutive record high in April with an annual 7.5% rise in consumer prices. The gunmen in the Uvalde school massacre walked through an unlocked door unchallenged, then killed 19 children and two teachers while in their classroom for an hour before a tactical team ended the rampage. A Uvalde high school senior describes the child gunman and his warning signs on ABC 8 in Dallas, Texas. And I don't see this covered, and I'm going to put this out there. He would hurt animals. He was not a good person. He would go to the parks and try to pick fights. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I have religiously taken the balance of nature. I haven't missed one day, and I'm loving the product. I feel better. My wife has noticed that I've felt better. And I've noticed that I want to get up and go piddle in the garage and, you know, do something that doesn't matter to anybody on earth but me. But I have the energy to where I want to do that. So I really think Balance of Nature is helping me. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. At least four people were killed and two others were hurt following a house explosion that destroyed and damaged several homes in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. It happened around 7 p.m. local time Thursday night. Pottstown is a 45-minute drive northwest of Philadelphia. As the Davos gathering in Switzerland has a bleak economic outlook, International Monetary Fund Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva concurs. You scared the audience effectively. But I can tell you, you have not scared your panel. So my answer is going to be not no, not at this point. It doesn't mean it is out of question. We have downgraded our projections for growth for this year in April for 143 countries. This is 86% of global GDP. 
And since then, in a short period of time, a little bit like the weather here in Davos, the horizon has darkened. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So it's psychotic, ladies and gentlemen, when Mitch McConnell wants to work with the Democrats and promote more gun control. Shame on Mitch. Ramos fired outside of the school for 12 minutes, then he was inside for an, over an hour. Literally entered through an unlocked door and not challenged by anybody. I mean, it's insanity. And then what we want to do is take more guns from the good guys. When the only way the shooter was stopped is by a good guy with a gun in the first place, right? It took over an hour, but it could have been way faster had there been more good guys with guns in the proximity. That's for sure. Now, Elder David A. Bednar, he's an apostle with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he spoke at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. recently. And uh, he talked about a lot of different topics, by the way. Um, he talked about the global humanitarian efforts of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, welfare, educational issues, temple issues, missionary issues, and genealogical initiatives. Uh, it was quite good from what I understand. Um, the basic purpose of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he explains, is to help people to learn about the nature and the attributes of God. To love God and to become disciples of his son, Jesus Christ. And to love our brothers and our sisters, Elder Bednar said. Now, here's what I find interesting about Elder Bednar's quote. <clears throat> Think about this. The basic purpose of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is to help people learn about the nature and attributes of God. To love God, to become disciples of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love and serve our brothers and sisters now. Isn't that interesting? You say, well, Sam, why is that so interesting? That's what a, a church leader should talk about. You're right. But isn't that what I've been saying? Isn't that what I said right before the break? I said, look, just imagine if a kind schoolmate, work mate, neighbor, somebody were to reach out to this guy and show him some kindness, you think we would have been in this same situation? If he was taught, the shooter was taught about the nature of God, he was taught to love God, if he was taught to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to love and serve our brothers and sisters. Right? And I think about that. He says we believe God can change our hearts and make more of us than we can make of ourselves. Think about that. I completely agree with this. We believe God can change our natures. Right? We also believe that many times change needs to be made from the outside in. 
Amen. I don't know how I could say it better myself. The church leader is absolutely right. But isn't that what I've been saying? Um, aren't I and the church leader, Elder Bednar, saying the same thing? That, look, we need to follow God. We need to talk about God. Uh, we need kindness. We need to realize that we're all one big family, the children of God. How many times have I taught this on the radio? Now, before Elder Bednar began his speech to the National Press Club, he addressed Tuesday's school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. He said, we mourn with those who mourn and pray for all those impacted by this senseless act of violence, Elder Bednar said. My prayer and my blessing is that we will be comforted and guided and help in our important work that victims, families, and nations might be granted peace, the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding and it comes from Jesus Christ. Now think about that. Elder Bednar, by the way, is the first church leader to speak at the National Press Conference since 2000. Now, in March 2000, I guess uh, Elder Gordon B. Hinckley spoke as well. Uh, but anyway, I commend Bednar. I think he's spot on on the point, points being made that, hey, our prayers are with all the senseless loss that took place with this shooter. But the answer is to turn to God, family, and country. And I'm telling you, gun control, Mitch McConnell style. Mitch wants all the Republicans now to team up with the Democrats and pro, pro, promote gun control. Shame on Mitch. But you know what? We can look to Bednar's comments and many other leaders around the world that are religious leaders, etc. And we need to turn to God, family, and country. And if this guy had God in his life, family in his life, and country in his life, if he wasn't raised on a steady diet of violent video games, would we have had this shooting go awry? And if we had more good guys with guns, would this have gone awry as it has? Now everybody's criticizing the cops and the response because it was lackluster to say the least. I get it. But the answer going forward is to leave no one behind when it comes to feeling the love of God and the love of those around him or her. See, I believe love and kindness and service and all the teachings of Christ, when applied properly, uh, will not have these Souls without a life vest out in the middle of the ocean drowning. That's what this poor gentleman was doing. He didn't have love. He needed help. He was desperate. He was distraught. He was mentally ill. But you know what? A little kindness, a little love, a little less bullying, a little more patience, a little more understanding, a little more could have made all the difference in the world. Just imagine if you had God and family, parents that were engaged instead of simply absent and on drugs and everything else. All right, Elder David A. Bednar from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints speaking out at the National Press Club. Is the mainstream press going to be talking a lot about this? I sure wish so. We believe that change can happen. That's part of repentance. That What if that gentleman was given that love and guidance? All right, Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, Sam. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm talking about Elder Bednar spoke at the National Press Club, and he spoke about this shooting, and he talked about the attributes of Christ and 
the love and the purpose of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, is to bring support and love and guidance to people and serve one another and point people to Christ. And, and I personally believe that's what we lack in America today. Not only did this poor guy live 18 years before he got killed, uh, but in the 18 years that he lived, he didn't get pointed to God. He didn't get the family. He didn't get the, the love of country. He didn't get kindness. What he got was trained in violent video games from the cradle, absent parents, no love shown by anybody, and eventually the, the desperate, drowning, mentally ill man went ballistic. Now, that's bad enough. The solutions are to help make sure that never happens to anybody else. But the other solution, though, isn't to point uh, at gun control and say, take guns from the good guys. That's what Mitch is fixing to do as he tries to work with the Democrats on gun control. I believe we should look to Bednar, not Mitch, for solutions. And others, like Elder Bednar, he's not the only one. We've been preaching this on the radio forever, too. But there's more mighty power in the Word of God than the sword, Kurt. Your thoughts? Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, are the uh, national media, anybody else going to be picking this up? Uh, you know, as I search, all I see is uh, local stuff for Utah. There's the Washington Times boys. They usually do pretty good stuff, and they have a piece on it. Uh, Digital Universe has something, uh, but, you know, it's too bad that so many others, you know, even though it was right there in the heart of Washington, D.C., at the National Press Club where you spoke uh, several years ago, um, you know, Sam, uh, you know, the, it just shows you once again how the uh, national media does it. Uh, they'll choose, pick and choose the things they want to promote. Uh, on the other hand, uh, if he were to go up there and, uh, I don't know, burn something or, you know, do some kind of desecration or all I got to do is crazy, go up there and get naked. It'd be good. Yeah. You know? They, they'd cover him pretty good <laughs> or you know? uncover him, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you point. know, the bottom line is, uh, as you said, if you, if you go through his complete, uh, talk, I mean, uh, it is tremendous, you know, pretty, sir. Yeah. He did great stuff. And, uh, you know, somebody asked him stuff like, well, what about this certain TV show or whatever? And he said, man, you know, who has time to read or to watch TV? Uh, you know, the bottom line is he's a busy man. And like uh, all good people that are working hard to make a difference in the world, they're busy, not busy watching TV. Amen to that. And we bring this up, ladies and gentlemen, for one reason. This is Solutions Radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? 
The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Back when I was a kid, ladies and gentlemen, we used to play with CB radios and stuff like that. Big old whip antennas on your vehicles, and you used to just, you know. And one of the things we used to say is, hey, you got your ears on? And that meant, hey, are you listening to the, to the CB? You're listening to the radio. You, you, you got your ears on? You're available? Uh, and I, America, got your ears on? I'm asking that because it is amazing to me that a leader, one of the 15 men, we call them apostles and prophets, prophets, seers, and revelators at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But whether you believe they're prophets or not, they're 15 men that lead a global 15-plus million member religious organization. And one of those leaders goes to Washington, D.C. What do you want to call it? The capital of the free world, shall I say? So a global church leader of over 15 million members goes to the capital of the free world and then goes to a place called the National Press Club. That's the place where you go if you want to supposedly get the word out on something important, vital. Right? People go there and pay to go there and speak there or whatever often because they know that's where they're supposed to be able to get the coverage. And he goes there and he says, hey. This tragic shooting is horrible. And our prayers are with everybody who's suffering. But I want you to know that God is the answer. That if we learn about the attributes of God and who our Father in heaven is, and if we turn to him, we will have great peace that surpasses all understanding. And if we learn to follow God and adopt those attributes into our own lives, we can spend our time as ministers going about the world doing good, showing a little kindness, showing love, serving our God and our brothers and sisters on the earth. And he gives this incredible solutions-oriented message, whether you agree with him, uh, meaning that you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or you agree with his religious uh, viewpoints or whatever you want to say, a theological view isn't the point. 
The point is that everybody around the world, Christian-wise, should believe in the general message that he gave. He didn't make it partisan. He didn't make it a theological discussion to to divide anyone. He merely pointed us to the answers of how we can solve this going forward. And so I look at this 15-plus million member church, this incredible leader, 15 men lead this global organization, and he speaks to the National Press Club, and I don't really see anybody covering it hardly at all. There's a couple, a smattering, and I'm grateful for those who are covering it. But we're too busy going, hey, can somebody build a timeline on this shooting? The timeline seems to be out in the weeds. Someone else is like, hey, let's criticize the cops. They should have went in a long time ago. Somebody else is like, well, take all the guns. This is insane. Haven't we learned our lessons yet? And all those are echoed, 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 amplified around the world while we're missing this key message. This is the same message we've been given on the radio for 25-plus years that God, family, and country. Look, we define Liberty Roundtable Live in six words, the promotion of God, family, country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property. You put those six words together, that's what the show's about. We've been talking about this forever. And I commend the apostle from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, David A. Bednar, for his comments to the National Press Club. But, man, I sure wish people were listening. America, you got your ears on? Uh, that's what I would say. What else What else in the uh, speech made sense to you to bring up at this point, Kurt? I think it's a brilliant speech, and I'm just so sad that it's been overlooked and, for the most part, blatantly ignored. Well, it's a... Uh... You know, there's a lot there, and we recommend that you can always go to the uh, newsroom at the uh, churchofjesuschrist.org and read the whole thing yourself at the uh, National Press Club. But uh, I was, you know, it's been big news of late, at least in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, to basically uh, be able to tour the uh, churches, one of the most... uh, iconic of all the temples that they have uh, worldwide and and uh, in the dc area uh he mentions that uh he says uh, last sunday i was in guam to dedicate a new temple in yigo i guess that's how you say it the guam temple is much different in appearance than the washington dc temple and noticeably smaller he says, but he says, yet the sacred rites or ordinances are precisely the same as are, or, are performed in all other temples around the world. Uh, he says, temples are much more than beautiful buildings. The commitments we make in our temple worship help us to see beyond our own self-interest, self-centeredness, and selfishness. Our hearts are changed and turn outward as we learn about God's plan for our eternal destiny and happiness. Our love for God grows as we learn about the redeeming role of His Son, Jesus Christ, and our desire to love and serve our brothers and sisters increases. Anyway, a uh, lot of, lot of really good stuff there, but uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. You, you. I have not been to the Guam temple that he, you know, just talked about. But, you know, you're talking about a pretty small building. And yet, in the same way, uh, those people there in Guam or wherever in the world there are these, uh, uh, I think it's like 200 
temples so far, right, Sam? Uh, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's uh, right. Give or take, uh, somewhere in the middle of being uh, finished or built, etc. So there's a, a difference between how many are announced versus how many uh, uh, are available in the open house stage where anybody can go through and learn about them versus how many then are dedicated uh, and specifically uh, used for temple work. Um, you know, they're, all, they're, all, they're in all kind of different stages is, is the point. But around 200 and and they're wonderful, beautiful buildings, uh, at least to drive by and see it should make you smile and give you courage just driving by one of them. Uh, but, you know, if you learn about the ordinances and what's done in them, the salvation of all mankind is at stake. Uh, and that is the purpose of uh, and the point of the temples is to to help save all mankind, even, um, you know, when bad things go uh, wrong, like we saw in this shooting in Texas or whatever. Uh, there is hope. In Christ. There is hope uh, in the future. And so anyway, I just, I look at that and I just think, man, what does it take to move the needle? What, how do we get people to focus on these things, Kurt? I, I went to the Washington, D.C. temple a couple of weeks ago and literally uh, went through it and then uh, did a, oh, I don't know, about a 10, 15 minute uh, monologue about that. I don't know if you got to hear that, but I was literally um, there and, and kind of articulated exactly the details of, of what we saw and heard and learned about and all that kind of stuff there. And and so we try to cover that whenever we travel. We try to focus on these things. But to me, it's the solutions that matter. And whether it comes from the Pope, whether it comes from uh, a leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or some of the Baptist leaders, all I'm hearing from the Baptists now is they're involved in a big old scandal. And I, I don't even want to go there because it's so negative and uh, so destructive and, and erodes trust and confidence. And, but I want to point people to Christ. I want to point people to God, family, and country. I want to protect life, liberty, and property. You know, we've been at this for a long time. We find the solutions and bring them to you, ladies and gentlemen. That is the great solution. We don't need to work on gun control. Uh, what we, you know, Mike Lee speaks about it boldly in the commercial that we create. Look, we don't need a whole lot of government answers. What we need is people to get married, to love one another, to have children, to create families. Our society will be as strong as the family. And if our society is melting down, I'm telling you, the fundamentally of the society, the core, meaning the family, uh, is melting down. You want to fix it? fix the family and society will mirror that kurt well i couldn't agree more sam and uh you know you there's so many uh solutions within his uh, presentation and uh you know it comes right down ladies and gentlemen to uh the heart of the teachings of the uh, savior jesus christ uh the love of god and the love of your neighbor and uh you know <laughs> Your neighbor may not um, <clears throat> be, when I say your neighbor, that's basically everybody. And, uh, you, you know, they may not uh, wave at you properly, like when you're uh, on the street corner with some, uh, you know, American flags and the, uh, you know, flags like I put up about, uh, you know, President Trump and DeSantis or, you know, whatever else. Uh, some people come in, uh, you know, like like I had one guy pull in the other day, Sam, and he sees the uh, stop the steal flag, and he comes in and he goes, "What, man? It's you know, it looked like he almost wanted to fight, and yet, you know, I felt like telling him, "Man, I wish you were right," you know, and yet, uh, you know, the real solutions are love of God and love of your neighbor or everyone you know basically yeah and, i created uh, a call for civility simple. website i don't know if you've gone to that kurt or if you've yes, had the I chance to, to to read that and sign that or whatever but there's a there's a you know kind of a um 
open letter, a, 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 I don't know, petition, whatever you want to call it, where people can sign. And we also need civility in our society, too. Even if we disagree, even if you and this guy completely disagree on the solutions, can't we just step back and say, look, I don't know this guy's name, whatever his name is, or Kurt, you know, hey, I love you both. I can understand your views. I, uh, Whether I understand them or not, you know, from a political point of view, it doesn't matter. I understand that you have your own thoughts, your own beliefs. You're a child of God. And we can treat each other. We can step back and have civility, though, and treat each other with some dignity and respect regardless. I think that's where we need to start in a lot of ways, Kurt. Well, I know it sounds so simple, you know, but love of God and love of your fellow men, including everybody, you know, is a pretty simple, you know, basic statement. It doesn't take a long time to talk about it. But it does, uh, you know, the proof is, uh, as they say, is in the pudding. It takes some uh, work to uh, get it done. And, uh, you know, it's when you look at Elder Bednar's uh, speech there at the National Press Club, uh, talking about all the different things that have happened over the years and all the different things that they've, you know, the church has been doing. And this is, of course, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And as you mentioned, we're, our hats are off to anybody doing good things, whether it's an individual or, uh, you know, big organizations like this that, uh, you know, uh, like he says in 2021, the church supported 135 mobility projects such as wheelchairs and 57 countries and territories hosted 3,000 blood drives result i mean it just goes on and on sam uh there's just huge amounts of stuff um you know and they Amen. talk about the uh and i want to make one uh, point though too these three thousand blood drives is a big number and a lot of work from a lot of people but it starts with one one blood drive kurt but what right. i mean is all these huge efforts that we're pointing out start with individuals or people that you know it's when we talk about a huge wheelchair program it's one wheelchair or one person at a time right I bring that up because, you know what, your efforts may be small, ladies and gentlemen, but if you just participate any way you can with anybody you can, your efforts may be small, but you know what, God uses small things to bring up past great things. Final words yours, Kurt. Keep up the good work, Sam, and uh, everybody out there, do the best you can each day to make a difference. Uh, God loves you. Amen to that. Thanks so much to Kurt Cosby, Dr. Scott Bradley up next to bat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to play ball. How about you? Thanks for being alongside for the ride. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, and donate, will you? Every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media and bring solutions to your radio. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast from May 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. 
This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers and one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, and we're delighted to welcome back Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website, to preserve the nation, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. Check out his website at freedomsrisingsun.com. Not only is his collegiate series there, but his weekly webinars and a whole lot more. freedomsrisingsun.com. Doctor, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much. It's always good to be here, but you know, this is the beginning of a Memorial Day weekend, and uh, you know, of course, most people don't really realize this is, uh, you know, they, they decorate everybody's graves, which is a wonderful thing to do. Remember the those that have gone before, and generally we don't even have any idea how much we owe the people that went before. It's it's a, uh, we stand on the shoulders of so many and so on, but, but it was originated as kind of a remem- uh, remembrance of those that were sacrificed on the altar of America's wars. And uh, so we've kind of lost track of that uh, over the years. And uh, there's over the years, I've done a lot of, well, not a lot, but it, enough uh, speaking on Memorial Day weekend. People ask me to you know, comment on the things that this is all about. But to most people, it's like Grandma and Grandpa were here and died, and that, that's good to remember them. Again, I'm not denigrating that idea, but that was not the original intent of how this uh, came about. And it's become a general uh, kind of get together than more than anything and so anyway go go remember your your family members that have gone before think on what and remember those who have sacrificed though come back to the original meaning of the day to some degree and realize that look there's been a lot of sacrifice that has really um been the um core of what we have today what we believe in what we uh oftentimes take for granted what we uh, oftentimes don't pay enough attention to uh, it's good to study your history. Those have gone before you on a personal level, meaning your own uh, family history. But it's also good to understand the sacrifices uh, that have been made for each one of us. Uh, and most importantly, though, you know, remembering the past is good. But unless you live your life in the present and prepare for the future uh, by our actions, a lot of it is lost. You know, let's spend the time to take their legacies and carry them forward. The reason we study the past, the reason, the reason we remember the past and, and reverence the sacrifice made is to understand the blessings we have, to not take them for granted, and then to live in the present to make sure that we're providing the same legacy for those who follow us. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is it's a big weekend, an important time to remember, an important time to assess your life and recalibrate your compass, if you will. And uh, you need to point more to God, family, and country, if you will, uh, if you want to carry forward the legacy and, and, and leave a meaning, meaningful um, past for the future generations uh, to appreciate, to celebrate, to reverence, uh, and to appreciate, and then for them to do their duty as well, Doctor. Well, it certainly is, and, and the, as you point out, the legacy for those of our uh, uh, posterity that will come after us, uh, we have a great responsibility to maintain and preserve the blessings of liberty. And, and you know, the, the thing about the war dead, for example, uh, there's, there's no denigration of those that sacrificed their lives, of those that bore the, the wounds and the scars, of the family members that, 
the grieved over loved ones. I mean, all of those things are horrific prices to pay. Uh, the One of the things I'd like, well, there's a number of things I'd like to think about. One is, of course, what kind of uh, liberties will I leave behind for my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all my posterity indeed. And, and we're uh, kind of becoming less than focused on that. Let's put it that way in the in in this nation nowadays uh, there's a uh, we're letting it slip through our fingers with with ignorance with um, uh, unwillingness to to put forth any effort all those kind of things but in addition to that i think we need to learn that so many of the wars that occurred in fact if you listen to a guy i mean i've read extensively a guy by the name of j reuben clark jr he was an under secretary of state he was a former ambassador and a spiritual leader, I mean, a, a pretty astute guy, really smart when it came to constitutional issues. And his perspective was the only just war the United States had had, or the last one, I guess I should say, just war of the United States was the War of 1812. Now, that does not denigrate those that served and those that sacrificed and all those kinds of things. But but his perspective is based on a constitutional perspective on on justice and, and the, the rules of, of engagement in war, you know, God's rules of war, if you will. And um, and so I guess where I'm going with this is we need to be mighty careful that we're not sacrificing uh, our posterity on the bloody fields of, you know, the killing fields that, that we create. And we have created killing fields all over the world. And uh, they say normal things like we don't ask for any territory. We only want a place to bury our dead. And, well, it sounds pretty high and noble. But honestly, in the in my entire lifetime, we have never been involved in a war constitutionally. We've never followed that basis of war once, not even once. And um, and we have engaged in war through, I mean, people say, oh, Putin invaded Ukraine. Well, we've invaded a lot of countries, a lot of countries. And I think back in the spring of, of 1970, when I was in the service, the invasion that occurred uh, in, in Cambodia. I mean, many times we go into countries on the invitation of other countries, and that does not justify it constitutionally, but it has uh, a lot more moral standing than, than the invasions that we've done all over the world. And those that we don't invade, we, we provide uh, surrogates with weapons. and You look at what's going on in Yemen, for example. The billions upon billions upon billions of dollars that we have given in weaponry to Saudi Arabia to wage war against Yemen, starving out hundreds of thousands of people. It may approach millions. I mean, what we've done in Iraq, for example, and, and you say, oh, we only killed a few there. No, the real casualties are those that um, the immune compromised, let's put it that way, the very young and the very old. When you blow up their water treatment plants, their electrical systems, you destroy their, their clean water. Those that are uh, susceptible, more susceptible to waterborne disease or, or need hospital care and they don't have good electricity there. All of these things go by the wayside and the very young and the very old bear the brunt of it. And and so there are costs to war that we almost never think about. And, and uh, it's horrific what happens to Americans when we get involved in things like that. But on the other side, we think about, holy cow, uh, how many were sacrificed on an altar that we had no right to bring them to that altar? I mean, how much does it vary from the Mayans marching their 
their uh, prisoners of war up the temple steps to cut their hearts out. I mean, you know, it sounds pretty brutal, but but there are so many things about war. It's it's the most brutal, most horrific, most onerous burden that any nation ever bears, and that's why the American founding fathers put the gates, if you will, on the uh, uh, the entry into war. The you know Article One, Section Eight, Clause Eleven. Uh, a Congress has the power to do that. Why? Because they were closer to the people that would bear the burdens. And this idea of just war needs to be considered. And and so rarely do we ever do that. And uh, every single president in recent decades has been uh, guilty before God for unleashing horrific firepower on the nations of the world. And uh, I, I just I can't imagine that the Prince of Peace doesn't weep. He doesn't weep over what we do to our fellow man. And and it, we just need to give more consideration to that. It's just not our war, Ed. It's everybody. And it just just wars are so rare indeed. And we could give you lots of quotations by American founding fathers that, uh, that support that position. Just wars are rare. And uh, most of them are based upon whim and fancy and peaked... Uh, uh, Leaders, they get ticked off about this or that or the other. Lies and more darn lies. I mean, you think of the weapons of mass destruction that were touted that took us into Iraq and never found. No, they weren't there. They just weren't. And and uh, they beat the war drums and, you know, the National Security Agency and the CIA and the FBI and the executive and the Congress. Everybody and their dog is beating the drum. And it, it, there was no there was no justification. It wasn't our war, never, not at any time. And so, I mean, there have been so many people that have lost loved ones, uh, people they cherished. And, you know, we got to take it more seriously. So I guess that's one of the things I like to remind myself as we come up on Memorial Day is that that it is an onerous burden for a nation. And, and to not denigrate or undermine or besmirch in any way the uh, service and sacrifice of so many that uh, that gave their last full measure. And some of those that didn't give their last full measure, I mean, that bear the scars. And, and honestly, a lot of time, lots of times the scars are not visible. They're mental and emotional. I mean, I personally know people that have been back from Southeast Asia many decades, and they still suffer from extreme nightmares and families are disrupted because of it so it's anyway. time to contemplate ladies and gentlemen our place in the world and the solutions we provide are they really solutions do they point people to god family and country do they fulfill the proper role of government if we're engaged is it a just war Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Ladies and gentlemen, why are we a warlike people? Why are we easily distracted from our assignment to prepare for the coming of the Lord as Christians? Just war is rare. Dr. Scott Bradley is right about this. But why are we a warlike people, Dr. Bradley? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I wished I knew the answer to that. I, I think that it, it is the nature and disposition of almost all men. As soon as they get, and women too, by the way, we've proved that many times in the modern history. As soon as they get little authorities, they suppose they begin to exercise unrighteous dominion. And uh, deep thinkers all through history have, have considered and understood that. I mean, you go back to 1701 with Daniel Defoe, and, and he said all, went, all men would be tyrants if they could. And, and uh, Lord Acton, a uh, hundred years after the Constitution was signed, said, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and so there's got to be checks and, and bounds and so on and a recognition uh, that 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 use of unrighteous power and force yeah there will be wars and the founding fathers understood that they knew there were evil people in the world they knew that we would have to defend our life liberty property they knew they would have to defend their wives and their children and preserve their blessings of liberty and their ability to worship god and all those kind of things so that was included in the Constitution. But the frivolous, unfettered uh, unrighteousness that goes about the land and the world, uh, the, this nation really has become uh, the uh, uh, purveyor of death in so many cases, very often, sadly, at the behest of, of other nations that we operate uh, at, at their request, uh, and, and we pull the trigger. And and you look at NATO, for example, and, and we've got Sweden and, and Finland that are saying that they're thinking they want to come into NATO now. That, that NATO is a war document. It is a document that commits the United States, you know, signed in 1949, commits the United States under a uh, division of the United Nations, and that's all it is. It's it's a regional arrangement under the United Nations to fulfill the the, the requests of the United Nations. 
And if any nation that's in NATO gets attacked, all nations are involved. You immediately engage. And you say, well, what does Sweden or Finland bring to our defense if we need it? What, what does um, <laughs> uh, any, any of the Montenegro or, or what about some of these little countries that uh, we've let in in the last oh, two decades that are absolutely, completely waiting for us to come to their aid whenever somebody crosses a trip? We're a tripwire. That's all we are. And it violates the U.S. Constitution. It violates the original intent of the American Founding Fathers. And, um, and, and the Founders talked about treaties, that the foolishness of thinking that a treaty could engage us in war uh, if some nation were attacked. It's utterly false. But the Founders understood all these things. They had watched the, uh, the sad history of Europe with all of their complicated alliances and everything like that. We could talk at length about what happened in, in World War I and how it came about. Totally unnecessary. Uh, we could, I mean, the, the cascading effect of these things. And then we roll back to the scriptures. You know, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's what the heavenly host sang at the birth of the Savior. And, and peace on earth, that is what the Prince of Peace stands for. And, and we have a responsibility to stand in righteousness in that. Again, wars will happen, but far, 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 far too often, we are the instigators and promulgators of war. And again, those that serve, they feel like they're doing... I mean, I was... When, when I was joining back when I was 18 years old, I remember one of my friend's dads had been in the Battle of the Bulge and... and seen and done and been in a lot of different things and he said so uh, you think you might be willing to go give your life for your country and I said sure I mean what a, what does dumb 18 year olds know and he says oh well how about your leg or your arm and it was like whoa I could lose a leg and still be alive I mean, you know things like that had never crossed a, an 18 year old's mind you were feeling like you know you're full of vim and vigor if you will and there's other phraseologies that could be used too but the point of the matter is there, there needs to be cooler heads. There needs to be uh, statesmanlike effort on these things. And, and if you've got a bigger stick or a bigger hand, look, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And you give a hammer to a five-year-old, you watch what he does walking around the house, he's going to pound on everything. And, and with the power that we have comes great responsibility. Uh, we have had some of the most amazing, incredible power that's ever been in the hands of any nation. And it's, it's not our duty to go exercise it. It's, it's our duty to, you know, be the wise statesman on these things. And, and we're not. We simply are not. We use the big hammer every chance we get. And, and whether it's uh, Donald Trump launching Tomahawk missiles for no just cause against Syria, for putting troops there and playing bumper cars with Russians in Syria around that sandbox. I mean, c come on, people. We're involved in religious wars that we have no justification to be involved in. If Israel wants us there, we're there. If Saudi Arabia wants us there, we're there. And by the way, that Saudi Arabian thing was a, a petrol uh, dollar thing that Nixon negotiated. You take only dollars for oil and and kind of shore up the dollar because we're screwing it up by printing money and holy cow 
the hundreds of thousands of times we've exceeded our, our uh, expectations there. And right now, that's the basis of our inflation and everything that's going on. But but Nixon says, you, you take only dollars for oil, we'll fight your wars. And that's exactly what's been happening since the early 1970s. And uh, the, the twisted, perverse things that have happened. This J. Reuben Clark that I mentioned earlier. My gracious. He made some statements about how we were sucker punched into World War II. And he made those statements in 1937, how that, that effort was being promulgated by so-called statesmen. We need to be wiser. We need to, you know, if you're, if you're a war chief <laughs> and you can't wait to get some Marines killed somewhere around the world, you're, you're not a good American. I mean, if you're a Lindsey Graham or, or some of these people that can't wait to engage uh, anywhere, there's a scrap around the world. You're not following the American plan. And, uh, you know, yeah, we can be the light on the hill. We can, by example, by precept, by teaching, by, by making principles available and seeing the great value that's had in, in the basis of our liberty. You know, the people said, oh, yeah, we got attacked 9-11 because they can't stand our freedom. Baloney. It was blowback. It was blowback for all of the aggression that we've had in the Middle Eastern countries. If somebody loses a brother or a son or a wife or a daughter, uh, yeah, they bear ill will. And ultimately and finally it comes in blowback. And yeah, we're, we're a long ways away from a lot of that stuff. But ultimately and finally the chickens come home to roost. If we had had the appropriate diplomatic approach to things, rare indeed would be our wars. And it isn't, it isn't something that you bow and scrape and, and uh, you know, basically capitulate to things. It can be strong and true, but people respect that. And goodness knows we don't have that at the head of the nation right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot to ponder this Memorial Day weekend, to say the least. Now, in Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Scripture, there's a book called The Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, In a section 98, verse 16, it says this, Therefore, renounce war and proclaim peace. That's what we need to be doing in America, ladies and gentlemen, as a light on a hill. We need to denounce war. We need to renounce war. We need to proclaim peace. We have become a warlike people easily distracted from our assignment of preparing for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why are we a warlike people? Because we've been deceived and propagandized into the into the false notion that somehow we got to trust in man-made military hardware, that we've got to back the military-industrial complex, that we need to be in every other nation under the sun to prevent war from coming home to our shores. Uh, And this notion, this uh, philosophy of man is satanic. It's evil. And yes, we reverence those who have sacrificed much for this country, but we need to be very careful that we don't turn, uh, you know, people who have served their country into war heroes. You know what? We don't celebrate men of war. We celebrate people who go to war to preserve peace. But when are we preserving peace versus when are we just perpetuating more war? It's a fine line, ladies and gentlemen. And we've seemed to miss that line in our modern society to a great degree. Understand Memorial Day was originally considered Decoration Day. We need to be very careful what we're celebrating and what we're reverencing. Sacrifice. Absolutely. Warlike mentality and the perpetuation of war. 
Shame on us. Let's follow the Prince of Peace as we wait for him to return, shall we? Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A tornado watch has been issued for parts of Washington, D.C., Maryland, North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia until 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. A tornado watch means ingredients are in place for the possible development of tornadoes. Russian forces are making incremental progress in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region this week. The United States may send long-range rocket systems to Ukraine. The Biden administration is considering sending these systems as part of a larger military package and security assistance to Ukraine, which could be announced as soon as next week. An unidentified schoolmate of the Uvalde school shooting terrorist describes the kid he knew to ABC 8 in Dallas, Texas. Salvador Ramos was a boy who was not bullied. He would try to pick on people but fail, and it would aggravate him. I would like to get that out of the way. He was not bullied. USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with a better business bureau with no consumer complaints sets them apart. Call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS. IRS debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. In 1971, Memorial Day became a national holiday by an act of Congress. It's now recognized annually on the last Monday in May. Memorial Day's purpose is to honor military members who have died. The gross domestic product in America is another reflection of our economic inflation. The latest GDP numbers show the economy shrank slightly since the beginning of the year as inflation remains high. Senate Minority Leader from Kentucky Mitch McConnell says Democrats' policies are responsible. Anyone wanting to grill a bacon cheeseburger over Memorial Day weekend will find ground beef beef up 15 percent and bacon up 18 percent compared to only one year ago. Democrats say inflation is high across many nations and is caused by many factors, including supply chain issues, the economic recovery from the pandemic, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. I want to switch topics, though. We'll talk more about Memorial Day on the actual day. How's that? Uh, You know, hopefully we can turn to God Almighty and he can guide our words and our paths. To provide solutions for the nation and for the world at large as we are or should be a light on a hill. 
so economically speaking, let's talk about that a little bit. Davos, uh, as you know, just finished. Uh, but I don't know if you know this, Dr. Bradley, but the headline says this. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google are flush with cash. And they are positioned to emerge from the downturn stronger and more powerful than ever. Despite the fact that they have lost $2.7 trillion since just the start of the year. Now imagine these massive corporations can lose $2.7 trillion, not even blink an eye. They're flush with cash. It is shocking. We talked to Pete Sepp yesterday on the broadcast of the National Taxpayers Union, who you know. And we talked about the CBO, that's the basically accounting, uh, you know, the, the Congressional Budget Office or whatever. They say their outlook projects a massive tide of red ink. So that's what we can expect, massive tide of red ink. So while these companies are flush with cash, government's got a rising tide of red ink. Uh, now, Dr. Rand Paul issued the penny plan. You just save a penny by cutting a penny. Uh, it got rejected. It would balance the budget in five years if you did the three-penny plan, by the way. But, of course, everybody rejected Rand Paul's proposal in Congress. Meanwhile, the revolving door, Miss Saki, Biden's top, quote, press liaison, will join MSNBC as a host. So the revolving door continues. And uh, uh, anyway, very, very serious allegations, to say the least. Also, Davos mentioned climate change, merely a way to control the populace, if you will. So that's happening. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the economy a little bit because gas prices really at an all-time high. A lot of people thought we'd have a bump in inflation, and then before you know it, it would kind of settle down, and not so. In fact, it's getting worse by the day, doctor. You know, it's interesting. The uh you can anybody can go in their internet and look on the national debt clock a real time national debt clock right now as i'm looking at it is uh, 30 trillion 476 billion 546 million 700 and i can't keep up with how fast they're spinning anyway uh so well over 30 trillion dollars of admitted debt and you can go down a little bit further on there and you can look at total debt you can look at uh the uh, unfunded debt and all those kinds of things. Uh, how, how debt has become the driving factor in, in America. And household assets and household debt, uh, national debt. We are a debt, we are, we are a debtor nation. There's no other way to put it. And, uh, and what, what is really interesting is that, that we're kind of, not kind of, we're, we're really on track with what happened in, in uh, uh, Weimar, Germany after World War One, and with the uh, reparations requirements that came forth out of that Treaty of Versailles, that scandalous thing that happened with Woodrow Wilson's fingerprints all over it, and the effort to get the uh, a world government started under the League of Nations and everything. But the Germans, uh, they cranked up the printing presses so they could start paying their um, reparations that they was required. See, the, the treaty didn't want it in gold. They wanted it in, in uh, the mark. And so they said, well, if they want marks, we'll give them marks. And they, they started printing them and printing them and printing them. And um, 
in my book, I talk of uh, liberty and, and uh, economics and, and what happened in Germany. There's a chart that I've got that, that pegs uh, the, the German mark to, the, to gold. And, and right now, I think gold is being manipulated in the United States uh, to manipulate it from really starting to show the true reflection of its value against the de diminishing value of the dollar. Anyway, we're on that path. And, and when we go to another basket of currency, there is something of a stabilizing factor with the um, uh, you know, dollars for, for oil kind of thing, that the petrodollars that have been on, and the U.S. dollar as a, uh, as a reserve currency, you know, on the Bretton Woods agreements and everything like that. There's a strong and kind of inextricable march towards getting rid of the dollar as that. And when that happens, the true value of the dollar will begin to reflect itself, and it will be something Americans have never really quite experienced. They did to a small degree back in the Revolutionary period when uh, they cranked the printing presses and, you know, a couple hundred continental dollars were required to take one silver U.S. real dollar. But uh, we ain't seen nothing yet, folks. And what's the, the, the mentality is... And you look at what happened with in Davos with the World Economic Council. Look at who the partners of the World Economic Council are. These are the big, big, big industry people. I mean, whether it's the Yahoos and the Zooms or the big economic houses or it's the big pharma companies or, or uh, the media companies, those people are the ones that are on the inside and they're going to use whatever manipulation they can to make their pockets get lined with the stuff they take out of our pockets. And so everything that's happening right now is by design. You know, the G20 group or the World Economic Council, all of these guys are scoundrels looking to pick our pockets. These are not statesmen that are trying to preserve the blessings of liberty. That idea, by the way, of a, uh, you know, the... Uh, general welfare that's found in the uh, preamble of the United States Constitution in Article 1, Section 8. Uh, the general welfare has nothing to do with uh, uh, redistributing wealth, which is what the socialist is into. It has everything to do with predictability and stability. So good government. Good government will provide justice. Good government will protect the nation against invasion. Good government will prevent economic uh, instability because they have a sound um, monetary system. And all of those things were provided for in the United States Constitution. We've abandoned that. And, and now we're looking to these false gods that are being promoted across the world in supranational organizations uh, with Klaus Schwab and his cronies going to tell us that they've done this coup d'etat over all the world. But they're, they're the beneficiaries. And we, the people, are not. And the American Founding Fathers had a totally different perspective. So, yeah, the inflation, I mean, you, know, you can't send everybody in the nation thousands of dollars through the years and expect to not have the, the money supply get jacked up so high that it doesn't buy anything. It's well, interesting. Well, people can't I, even understand what a trillion dollars is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what the heck is a trillion dollars? Dollars. It's not even possible. I mean, I know people try to show like a warehouse as far as the eye can see with money stacked up, or they try to explain it this way or that way, or 
Uh, and Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union put it kind of the best I know. He says, look, if you think of it in terms of percentages of things, uh, then it's easily, a lot more easily understood. But Ben Stein issues an urgent inflation report. Uh, I'm not super into Ben Stein, but he's right on this one. Look, it's going to last for a long time. We ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, because the problem is once fuel is this expensive, it's hard for truckers to get anything anywhere. And once they do, then, hey, all that's just added to the end cost of the goods and services that you're going to have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's no end run around this, and nothing's being done to mitigate it. In fact, they're spending us into oblivion. Rand Paul wants to cut one penny from spending, and everybody simply mocks and laughs and jeers and ignores him. And then they spend trillions more. Um, they're creating this crisis, ladies and gentlemen, every single day. And we, the people, aren't engaged. We're not doing anything about it, doctor. We're not doing much about it at all. You know, you're right. Uh, the The numbers are so big, they're mind-boggling. And, and most Americans would rather, you know, worry about what's the next TV show on or some silly nonsense like that. But the fact of the matter is that, that uh, we look at just something simple that just happened, a $40 billion gift to the uh, oligarchs in Ukraine. So the bad guys to fight the bad guys are getting $40 billion past not unanimously, but almost. I mean, it was overwhelming. They had given $13 billion before that, so $53 billion in the last few days, really. That we've and Rand set Paul up. tried to stop it and create accountability for the money, and everybody on Capitol Hill and everybody in the media mocked Rand for just trying to create some accountability and slow it down and bring some uh, transparency it, to the discussion. And, and the fact of the matter is the best he could hope to do was delay it a week. And, and that's that's how completely absurd the so-called leadership of this nation is. There is not a shred, not one shred of authority to do what they've done with this. There, you can't take from all the American citizens and give to some other tin horn dictator in some other country. And, and that's just the tip of the iceberg everywhere Amen else. Amen to that. But people know it's going off the rails, Dr. Bradley. There's a new poll out. More than 80% of people are dissatisfied with the direction the U.S. is going, according to a Gallup poll, just 16% are fine, 80% are not fine with the direction the country's going. Hang tight. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to renounce war and proclaim peace, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an urgent inflation report by Ben Stein. But more than 80% of the people are dissatisfied with the direction of the country. Just 16% are satisfied, Dr. Bradley. That's a Gallup poll. People know things are wrong. They just lack what they can do about it, right? Well, you know, the, I just wonder how bad it's going to be. I mean, I uh, before people finally wake up. I mean, there's people need to start paying attention. And I'm, we've been trying to do this for so many decades. The vast majority of our... Uh, mortal existence and and every single indicator is on the wrong slope you know you look at a graph and you say okay it's on an upward slope or it's a steep slope whatever every good indicator is on the downward and every bad indicator is on the upward and you know you talk about this uh, uh, you know federal debt to GDP ratio in 1980 it was only 34.59 percent now it's 129.13 percent People, we are in debt. We look like Greece or Portugal or Iceland or Ireland. I mean, you know, they've got the old, they call them and, the And pigs. I say it's even worse than that, Dr. Bradley, because oh, it look, is. This is the those are third world countries. We're supposed to be an anchor nation, if you will. We're supposed to be the example uh, of solutions and prosperity and, and free markets and everything else. Once the bastion of America falls because of debt, uh, there's nobody uh, safe. Well, the, there's no the, safe harbor uh, left. You're right, and and that's always been understood by those that were that were trying to overthrow the freedom of the lands. And in fact, when um, Engels and Marx put together their Communist Manifesto, Engels wrote a preface to that, and and he mentioned the United States in it three times in that preface. And uh, and so you know, America was on their mind clear back in the 1800s when they did this stuff. I mean. And, and people that are thinking people understand this this kind of last bastion of hope. And again, the, the current leadership, and, and I, I must say that I look at presidents as kind of a, uh, a group of lessers. Um, these people are just there to do the bidding of party and all those kinds of things, and, they, and they're manipulated by other forces than principle. They take an oath to uphold the Constitution, uh, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's the president's specific wording. And, and yet, they, they continue 
this spiral, this death spiral we're in. And, and America well, and there's saying, a yeah, disconnect. There's a disconnect not only between money and morality, uh, but between all kinds of things. So 80 percent plus uh, not satisfied with the country. But then the next headline says this new polls out. Majority of Democrats believe children should be able to choose their own pronouns. Uh, there's a direct correlation, doctor. I think think about this for a second. The nonsense. Uh, you know, I just people think, "Oh, you're you're so close-minded." My 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 plea always is, get your kids out of the public indoctrination camp. Stop sending them on the concentration camp bus and getting them indoctrinated every day. You know, we talk about all of the, the things that are wrong in our school system and how kids are being murdered and all that kind of stuff. We don't teach anymore except for this social equity kind of nonsense that's happening. And and it's everybody is in despair. The nihilistic approach to life is fostered in those indoctrination camps. Do I get and to so choose what, my pronouns, though? Because they say that children should be able to choose their pronouns. And I've, I'm finding that I think you're allowed to choose your pronouns if you go down their road of confusion, dishonesty, immorality, fake news, propaganda, whatever uh, godless agenda they have. I want to use my own pronouns, but I also want to use phrases for my pronouns. Can I do that? Can I have my own phrases? So mine would start out with, say, male created he me. The second one would be, father i'm a father the next one would be husband to one wife the next one would be um you know am i allowed to use phrases and and, and little statements for my pronouns proud son of almighty god uh okay um provider protector can i use these kinds of words uh, and phrases to i could just write a little paragraph about me and everywhere i go i just pedal that paragraphs you know Son of Almighty God, uh, you know, father, provider, male, husband, man. You know, um, we could use this to our advantage if enough Americans would stand up. Most Americans are like, no, I don't want to find my pronouns. They're obvious. That's goofy. That's, that's crazy talk. It is, but it's a chance for us to stand as disciples of Christ. It's a chance for us to stand teaching who we are in our relationship to our Father in heaven. Right? So mine might say family man. Grateful for the children God has sent him and his lovely wife. See, I could use all kinds of pronouns and phrases and things that could really teach some fundamental principles and doctrine, Dr. Bradley. Well, absolutely. And, and the, the fact of the matter is that it is a fact. The, these descriptors that you're using for yourself reflect reality. And this nonsense, I mean, we had... A, a Utah legislator here in a recent legislative session that put forth a bill that would have allowed people to go back and change their birth certificate to their new selected gender. And and it's like, oh, we've got to be a kinder, gentle. We've got to understand and everything. No, you're facilitating insanity is what you're really doing. And, and this really is what's happening. Most people have no... Uh, tie to that eternal principle um, there's I, I, there's a presentation I give to young people oftentimes to give them a, a kind of a, a framework of, uh, in which they could live their lives if they want to put God as the tie to everything that's happening throughout all eternity I mean our origins and and our destiny and 
and uh, our purposes on this life. We we talk about those kind of things. The vast yeah, like of I God's could say creation. promoter of God, family, and country. Yeah, you could. Uh, I could say faith-filled family man is what I you know. These kind of phrases are how I would, and I could write, you know, it'd probably take a page maybe. And whenever I send out an email, you'd have a page on all my pronouns and all my descriptors and who I am and what I stand for and what I believe in. And, you know, are they really going to let me do that? Or are they going to say, no, your pronoun, your descriptions aren't acceptable, Sam. That's, you know, we're not doing that. <laughs> well, the things that they're doing are perversions. There's no other way to put it. It's it, they're falsehoods and we're facilitating insanity. And, and rather than trying to help people overcome their inconsistencies and their false impressions and, and their belief system that, that is destructive of their souls, we're facilitating it. And again, get your kids out of the indoctrination Amen to that. Centers. I would write one woman man on mine. <laughs> See? I, I just Absolutely. go ahead and just quadruple down in the facts. Of the, and I'm telling you, their, their minds would just explode and they're... You know, they, they just don't know. They don't know what they would do with it. See, but then they'd say that I'm peddling propaganda, saying that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and all these different things. And how do you know there's a God? And they'll attack everything we hold dear, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, Clinton's campaign manager was under oath. Clinton campaign manager under oath. Hillary personally approved Trump Russia. They say plot. I say propaganda. It was a lie. Are we going to arrest Hillary over this? We need to. You know, it's interesting to me that the Joe Biden, I mean, we have this on video. You can find it probably in a two-minute search on the Internet, is extorting uh, the, uh, the Ukrainians about, you know, bow your knee or else you won't get our billions of dollars of taxpayers' money. And, and Trump gets impeached over the idea that he wants somebody to look into that. I mean, come on, people. I mean, the the Hillary Clinton, the Steele file and everything like that, total falsehood. The FBI was up to their neck, up to their eyeballs, over their head. I don't know how, how you want to put the the deepness of their uh, involvement in it, but the Steele file, it was totally fabricated, uh, out of whole cloth, falsehood to every core, and, and it basically put on hold the whole country. While we stood by in awe of their uh, shenanigans, every single step of the way, this is un-American, and 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 we've talked about things like abortion and and debt and war and everything today, but every single one of them is on the wrong trajectory. It's divergent. We're no question. We're balkanizing the United States, not just with uh, uh, foreign influence and. And bringing in invasions from from uh, other countries that brought their, that bring their socialistic perspectives, but also we're balkanizing. Balkanizing has to do with the fragmentation of a of a country. You look at the old Yugoslavia, for example, and that's where it came yes, from. Yes, it's the but, it's the intentional dividing of cultures with an enemy game in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Last point before the end of the hour, I mentioned this to you that Elon Musk was trying to buy Twitter. Uh, he's manipulated things. They tried to swallow the poison pill or whatever. They tried to this and that. And then he was supposedly going to get control of it. And then he got it. And then he said, wait a minute, there's too many fake people on Twitter. And we got to get to the bottom of that. And now the Twitter um, shareholders, if you will, Twitter shareholder lawsuit, they're accusing Elon Musk of market manipulation now. I warned this would happen. I told you this would happen whether Trump get or whether um, Musk gets Twitter or not. I don't know. Time will tell. 
but I know this. Now he's being sued for market manipulation because, hey, you're supposed to do your due diligence, due diligence uh, behind the scenes, not in the public eye after you've already made your offer. Uh, so uh, time will tell what's going to happen with this, but you ain't seen the rest of it. I promise you that. Again, just more how the insiders play ball uh, and they fire these volleys across and you and I suffer as inflation uh, gets out of control while Elon bargains down the price of Twitter. Uh, very interesting. I don't know why he didn't just start his own uh, media company in the first place, but there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And I submit to you that it's going to get a lot worse. It just is. And I pray that it doesn't, but I predict it will. And in my mind, that's just one example of the economic problems we're facing, Dr. Bradley. Well, it is just one example. And, and all of these big tech companies are really smoke and mirrors, just like the cryptocurrencies are. I mean, they're not based on any substance or anything like that that people say, oh, you got to mine the cryptocurrencies. No, you don't. You, your computer looks for it, you know, and gets it. Everything has a false premise nowadays. And if the big tech companies all folded, yeah, it'd be a real shudder through the economy. But maybe we'd be better off without the Yahoos and the and the YouTubes and the Twitters and the tweets or whatever the heck everything's out there. Maybe. I'm confident maybe. we'd be better off. Yeah, for sure. But the fact I'm confident is the, they're manipulating Because anytime everything. you want to promote moral, right, good, honorable things on there, you get simply kicked off, shut down, censored. Well, like, so I'm confident uh, we'd, we'd be better off without the propaganda tool. Now, that's why Americans believe and we're a warlike people. That's why the economy is uh, tanking. That's why all the communist principles denying God, family, and country are, are uh, in play. Americans are propagandized to the point where we can't hardly think straight, and we're losing the treasure on a hill, if you will. The jab is made popular by their falsehoods, and everything else is too. Amen to that. Dr. Bradley, thank you so much. Have a delightful Memorial Day reflective weekend. And, of course, we'll be live Memorial Day as well, and we'll look forward to it, sir. We'll talk to you then. You guys all take care. There he goes, Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, his website and collegiate series to match, to preserve the nation. That's the goal, right? That's the collegiate series. Freedomsrisingsun.com is the website. Not only can you get that, you can get the webinars and a whole lot more. Check it out. Freedomsrisingsun.com. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrideyOnRadio.com. Spread the word, share the love. Would you please, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.